PS, the Puget Sound podcast where we're talking to members of our campus community about their Puget Sound experiences. I'm Elena Becker and my guest today is Caitlin Seitz, a fifth year senior from Southern Washington State. As always, the Puget Sound podcast is recorded and produced by Moonyard Studio right here in Tacoma. Here's Caitlin. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Elena. I am so excited to have you here, and I want to start by asking you the quarantine question that I'm asking everybody anytime I talk to anyone anymore, which is, where are you in the world at this moment? I am actually currently in Tacoma, Washington. Um, I got to stay here, which is amazing. I briefly went home to where my parents live now near Portland, but I live in an off-campus house. So it's been really nice chilling in Tacoma. I feel very lucky that I get to still see the clear sky, which should be rainy, but it's still clear. So it's been nice. <laughs> and are you, this is not your first Tacoma summer or it is your first Tacoma summer? This is my second Tacoma summer. Last summer was crazy though. It was really, really hot. I was working like three jobs but this summer I'm only working one and it's quarantine so it's been like very chill in comparison. <laughs> what's what's your job? What are you doing? So this summer I am continuing what I did during the year which is I'm a Starbucks barista so I actually just transferred Starbucks to a different Starbucks so it's kind of like a new start but it's uh it's really nice working there. They've been really really safe so. And what is that like in the time of the coronavirus, I mean, does it feel super different to you going to work? Honestly, it does. It's really interesting. So I used to work at a drive through store um, and I am transitioning into an in-person store now, but um, the drive through store, like not seeing people's faces, I never understood how big of a deal that would be. And also like having people order through their masks has been really strange because um, it's all muffled and crazy, but um, I feel like in the drive-through store, it made people more frantic. And now in the in-person store, I had my first day today, um, people are a lot more calm and patient and the drinks are made like a little more on the proper side <laughs> instead of just rushed and like kind of this syrup here and that syrup there. But it's a lot safer, I would say, like cleanliness wise, um, but not not as crazy. <laughs> Why did you decide to stay in Tacoma? I, so my parents, um, they, I technically don't have a room at home, technically. <laughs> um, so that was a Thumbs big reason. Up, parents. Yeah, right. Woo. They moved when I was a senior in high school and I was like, yeah, my little sister just needs the room. I don't need one. Um, mm. so I, I consider Tacoma to be more of a home, um, than, my other home because I had moved there my junior year of high school so I didn't really have any friends there um but up in Tacoma I have all my friends here and I am housemates with my best friends so it's really it's been nice being quarantined with them so it's been safe and also fun <laughs> and one thing that I felt too I mean certainly the quarantine makes this different but you've had one other Tacoma summer is I feel like when I spent my first summer as an undergraduate living in Tacoma, like I had a very different relationship with the city when I wasn't going to class. And I think partly because suddenly I needed to fill my life out with all of these experiences and time and jobs and stuff that weren't affiliated with the university. And Definitely. I just, it was strikingly different. 
it's kind of crazy. It's like you, you go from maybe going out after classes, like at six to like, you know, go get food at a restaurant or like go to the Met for the cookie. But when you're living here during the summer, it's like, wow, I can actually walk around and not be stressed out and like hurrying everywhere. Instead, you can like take a wrong turn and feel completely fine about it. actually been kind of a nice thing for me about quarantine too so I live maybe a mile away from campus um wow. north end in Tacoma and because I don't really have anywhere to go anymore I'm spending such a higher percentage of my time just wandering around the neighborhood and people are so much more willing to chat and I know my neighbors in a way I didn't really before and I have like favorite gardens that I go check in on and like I hope these people don't mind actually now that I think about it. (laughs) I like go look at their vegetables and see how their zucchini is doing. And like, it really, it's just like, it makes me so happy to just kind of wander the neighborhood right around campus. Definitely. It's a lot more peaceful. And I feel like when you run into a person, like there's a lot of like respect with like, oh, stay six feet apart, but also like, let's make conversation because everybody's going crazy. (laughs) That's been a really nice thing to me, actually, about Tacoma. A couple of my good friends from college actually live in Seattle, um, in Ravenna, so kind of right near the University of Washington. Sure. And every time they've come down to visit me in Tacoma in the pandemic, they have commented on, like, how nice it is to be able to walk around and you are six feet apart from everybody versus in their neighborhood. Like, you kind of, there's nowhere to go. You can't step in the street. There's too much traffic. There's too many other people on the sidewalks. Versus right around campus, I've felt very safe and distanced and comfortable and like I can still go outside. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like I've visited campus a few times. I live literally right behind the field house. um, And it's been really nice, like walking down commencement and then just like because it's basically six feet wide, I think like people just going to either side or hanging on Todd Field and like yelling at each other from across the field instead of sitting really close. So it's been really nice. Other thing I want to ask you about, speaking of quarantine, other quarantine related thing before (laughs) we get on to the rest of our lives um, is just what was it like to go to online classes? And part of the reason I'm wondering about that, there's sort of two parts to it. One is because I work in the Office of Admission, a lot of what I've been talking about with our incoming students is what will that be like? A lot of those folks have had really variable experiences in high school with online classes, and there's just a lot of uncertainty around kind of what does that mean? But the second thing is that you're a music student. And so Mm -hmm. I think you are uniquely (laughs) positioned for online classes to be... um, I don't quite know what the right adjective is, if it's weird or a challenge or if I want to, you know, use a euphemism and call it like a creative opportunity. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'm I'm so interested to hear about this from you. Yeah, it's it's been a very interesting adjustment. I am fortunate enough to have done um, four, five years of online school for my last year of middle school and also for high school. But... I would have to say that it's very, very different doing high school and college, like online. Like it's been a very, I don't know how to say it. It's been so weird. Um, I feel like in high school, I was able to just log on, do all of my coursework for the week, go to these meetings that weren't on Zoom back in my day. They were on Blackboard Collaborate, which was so weird. Um, And then 
like now doing college classes, like everything is still like very structured. I feel like I still have a day-to-day schedule. And honestly, like, I won't lie. My motivation took a nosedive. Like it was, it was really hard to transition, but I think um, at the time I lived in a house with five other UPS students. So all of us set up a huge study space in our living room and we just kind of, you know, had that be our school room. When all of us had our discussion classes, we would go to our separate rooms, but um, it was really, it was really interesting. But with music, oh boy, it was, it was strange because I, I would consider myself to be very involved in the music department and I always hang out in the practice rooms. I'm always in the music lounge, like seeing people, like connecting, um, having extra rehearsals because that's who I am as a musician. I have to add more and more and more. But um, going online, especially I would say with orchestra was very weird. Um, Dr. Woodstock, our conductor is amazing. She did a super amazing job of like still keeping us connected and performing and discussing. Like we had guest artists, guest artists come in all the time and talk to us about like, you know, what life as a musician can be like post-grad. Um, but at the same time, like not performing every day and having our concert be canceled, which I had a super big role in, um, was a bummer. And having lessons um, virtually was a little bit of a challenge with the delay and also the violin not sounding good over an, a speaker. <laughs> um, it's, it was very, it was a very, you know, harsh adjustment, I would say, but it was something that I got used to pretty quickly. And I'm actually looking forward to my last year being online, I guess, for the most part as of right now. <laughs> yeah, at least the first half. What When you say looking forward to, tell me about that. Like, what are you looking forward to? What feels hopeful, exciting, positive. Sure. I, so I just got off of a, well, I just stopped listening to a Zoom recording of um, the music faculty talking about what this semester will look like. And we also all just got a huge email from um, Dr. Morris. Um, He's amazing. Uh, So it's basically like when we went online in the spring, I feel like it was a very frantic, like, oh my God, let's do, let's keep these musicians busy and also hopeful. But now that there's some sort of plan in place, not that there wasn't a plan in place, but now that there's some sort of very structured plan in place, especially with our new music director, um, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Like we're gonna, in orchestra, it sounds like we're gonna focus a lot more on, you know, intonation and rhythm and going kind of back to the basics so that when we come back together as a huge ensemble, we are going to be ready to rumble instead of being like, oh my God, we haven't seen each other in a year. Like who knows how we'll sound. So, and there's going to be like little projects. There's more like classes being offered than when I was a baby freshman. Um, But I'm just, I'm excited for all of the new technology that we're going to explore. At first, I won't lie, I was a little pessimistic about it. I was like, I want to be in person. (laughs) But uh, now that there's a nice plan of action, I think it will be be okay. (laughs) I think there's something nice. Well, I'll speak for myself. You should say if this is true or not for you. When the announcement went out that we were going to be virtual for the fall, I felt like there was something really nice about having an answer. Like, I mm-hmm. also wanted to be in person. I miss everybody. I never thought I would say this. I, like, very much miss going to the office and going to campus and getting to run <laughs> into people. And just, like, 
such a nice part of Puget Sound, right? Is that you know everybody and you see people you know and you have these little five minute interactions with people. Definitely. All of that aside, it was really nice just to have the clarity of like, okay, this is what we're doing, right? Rather than we're going to try to be in person and who knows what will happen. Definitely. Less of an are we, aren't, like, aren't we? And more of like a, you know, we're going to stick through this and going to grow stronger as a community, I feel like. And then it'll make everything even better. Not to sound cheesy, but it will make everything better when we're finally back in person. I think a lot of people will like, really understand how, you know, how impactful seeing people in person is, is really is. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I also (laughs) want to ask you um, about just your trajectory with music at Puget Sound. When you came in and were looking for college, were you looking for a music school? Did you know you wanted to keep up with the violin? Kind of where do you start in that regard? Sure. So specifically with music, I've known that I wanted to be a performance major since I started playing the violin, which is way back when I was like five-ish. I think I was maybe four and a half. I was like, I'm going to be a famous violinist. And later when I was looking for schools, I was like, okay, that means a performance major. And that means this and that and the other. So initially when I was applying for schools, like, oh, four years ago, um, I was looking at both conservatories and um, liberal arts schools in general. And also I applied to a few state schools as backups, but um, I really wanted to just be a performance major at first. Um, And I was really serious about going the conservatory route, um, which would be more intense. It would kind of be like little fish in a big pond kind of thing. And I feel like um, when I finally like seriously looked at UPS. Um, I was like, oh my goodness, this music department is really good. Like it would give me an opportunity to not just take theory for the rest of my life. It would actually give me a chance to explore gender and queer studies or my second majors now, I guess. Um, It's been a interesting progression of uh, switching my majors, but um, with music, I've always wanted to, always wanted to be in there. And um finally committing I was like really excited about music and have never wavered on that our music department I feel like is one of the strongest um departments I'm biased in in our whole entire school but it's it's a lot of credits and it's a lot of a lot of time and effort but I think at the end of it it's really worth it because they teach you how to be a well-rounded musician and like you're a little more versed in different cultures and types of music like as a classical violinist, I never found myself ever doing a jazz improv like lesson. But when we had the guest artist Mads Tolling here, we all like learned how to make really cool noises on our instruments. So it was it was fun. But I think I've yeah, to answer your question, I've always wanted to be a music major and it was really possible at UPS. Once you got here and started actually doing it, were there mm-hmm. things in which the department really met your expectations, surpassed your expectations? I mean, you gave a great example just now, but were there other ways in which you started learning things and thought, whoa, I didn't even know this was going to be part of the package? Definitely. So um, even from the very start in high school, I had taken theory and oral skills through a community college. I was really worried that I had to repeat that when I was coming into UPS. But I met with um, Dr. Hutchinson, the theory and oral skills um, professor at UPS, who is 
amazing. And he was like, oh my gosh, tests out of it. We are not going to make you suffer through the first year of theory and oral skills again, if you've already taken it. And I passed the tests. He was the first professor besides Dr. Maria Stampin, my violin professor that I met on campus. Um, and it was really cool to like, you know, sit in his office as a baby little like 18 year old and take this little test. Um, so skipping into a sophomore level class as a freshman was one terrifying, but it was also like really nice that they like it showed that the faculty actually believed in me instead of like, you know, we're just going to put you back into like level one. Um, and then flash forward, my senior, well, my first senior year, um, my capstone class was, um, it was about spirituals, African-American spirituals. And I, as a classical musician, again, never really thought about if I would ever learn about spirituals. And it was a really cool class. I did a lot of really cool work on, you know, talking about race within music and how like whitewashed um, classical music especially can be. And which was super cool leading into all the movements that have happened this summer. I know that they've been there for a long time, but especially this summer. Um, I think it's been really interesting um, having that musical insight into all these different things regarding music and not just, you know, the classics like Bach, Beethoven, Brahms, like the dead white guys that everybody talks about. So the, the music department is doing really good work with just expanding across all cultures, all times. I learned about Kendrick in one of my music history classes. We talk about Beyonce compared to like Bach or Brahms. It was it was really cool. Our, our music department is really amazing. And once they added that, which I haven't taken, but I think it's called Music 123, and it's where they all have the melodicas and they actually get to perform in the sub. I think that's been a really cool, like look into our music department because people who are not majors actually get to, you know, take a class with some of our amazing faculty. So they just keep blowing me away. <laughs> I'm Ryan Del Rosario, Assistant Director of Admission and School of Music Admission Coordinator. I'm checking in to make sure you know about Puget Sound's conservatory-style School of Music. Puget Sound students can major or minor in music performance, music education, music business, and composition. Non-majors can take music classes, play in our ensembles, and even be eligible for scholarship. Visit pugetsound.edu music to find out more. But for now, back to the show. other music thing I want to talk to you about I'm so excited to talk to you about because this is actually my favorite tradition at the university period okay I want you to describe to me as if I've never heard of it before because some of our listeners have not what pops on the lawn is (gasps) oh I love pops on the lawn more than anything I almost forgot about it um okay wow where do I begin pops on the lawn um I guess, generally speaking, is where um, our orchestra and our wind ensemble get to perform a concert of popular music, usually from uh, movies, um, on one of our one of our quads right in front of the music building. And weather permitting, it's like it's always sunny. It's really nice. It's the last day of classes. It's right after everybody gets out of their last class and everybody's just, it's a big party. Everybody's happy to be there. There's usually like people in kiddie pools out on the lawn, like people from the neighborhood come 
and it's wonderful. We're not in concert dress. It's wonderful. But the most exciting part of it is that our student conductors from the advanced conducting class get to um, conduct the orchestra, which is so nerve wracking coming from personal experience. So it wasn't this past spring in quarantine, but the spring before I was in the advanced conducting um, class. And I was going back and forth on what I wanted to conduct because we get to pick, which is amazing. And the course was taught by um, Dr. Whitstrack, which love her. She's such an amazing mentor. And the class was, our class was pretty big. Um, I guess it was small compared to the year before, but there were like maybe eight of us. Um, and we all like sat around and we were like, what do we want to do? And Dr. Westrick was really cool about like, we didn't have to pick from the stuff that was currently in our library because we had just gotten more funding. So we actually got to pick like really, really fun pieces. I chose um, a medley from Greece and it was so cool. You're, it's kind of like required that you dress as like whatever movie you are conducting. So I was Sandy and I just remember like the day before I was so nervous. I had my baton. I was practicing. I basically memorized the piece at that point. It was my last rehearsal with the orchestra and they were all like, whoa, Caitlin, you're going to do great. And I was just freaking out. And then the day of I remember walking out like quote unquote on stage and I had a leather jacket on. And of course it was like, I don't know, 85 degrees at that point. So I didn't want to wear it during the performance, but I walk out and I like, like flip my jacket off, like behind my back. And I start conducting the entire audience is singing along. And like all of the people in the orchestra were like smiling and beaming up at me and it went perfectly I still have the video and I watch it sometimes it's like to kind of reminisce but I guess like it's just like one of the most like amazing times for the for the music department because like we get such like I would say good publicity and then people come to our concerts in the fall and it's just like an experience that Oh, I will never forget. It was so fun. I was really sad that it didn't happen last year. It was my first pops that didn't happen, of course. But I think if we're able to in the spring, it's gonna it's gonna be big. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> well, and as an attendee of Pops on Milan, one of the things I love about it so much is I think in so many ways it encompasses Puget Sound. Like it's a pretty good analogy of you have this accomplished group of musicians that mm -hmm. can play a crazy range of things these students who have been learning to conduct who are so skilled and there's no pretension about it right there's just sure. the joy of we all love music and we're going to carry our chairs outside and put oh, on yeah. a concert where we're going to be dressed up and we're going to go from a medley from Greece to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme music to Star Wars to <laughs> the music from up to right and it, yeah. like it's so joyful and it's as you said the last day of classes so everybody's in an extra great mood and sure out and it it just it really does feel like such a celebration definitely I think like there's a lot of fear that people have and I felt this when I was like little or not as versed in the classical world but going into the concert hall is kind of scary as an audience member like all of these musicians are on stage dressed in all black like warming up looking very serious and like all the music is super hard and some of it like 
people who haven't studied classical music for their entire lives have like never heard of because um I don't know like people don't normally listen to classical music I guess um but it's it's scary because you're like oh my god I'm not supposed to clap in between movements I can't get up what if I have to sneeze I disrupt the whole thing but at pops people are just like hooting and hollering and like singing along and during Star Wars I actually um one of my classmates and I we had a little uh, Star Wars like lightsaber battle I won it's very important <laughs> um so it's very it's very accessible and I think it just like shows off like the amazing community that Puget Sound really has there which is amazing and they get to support the arts which is nice <laughs> it's, there's no downside it's just great oh yeah <laughs> I also want to ask, so you're a double major. I am. Was that part of the plan originally? Kind of. I, so I was, as I said, I was applying to colleges and for a while it was just conservatories. Um, but then at the very last minute, I started to apply to all these liberal, liberal arts colleges and the initial plan which has definitely changed, was that I was going to go to school for physics and violin performance. And the goal was to be in either an acoustical engineer, um, like designing concert halls and doing all that good stuff, or an astrophysicist, which was, it now looking back, was such a, such a dream that I had. Um, so then the, my first year, I, it, it became reality. My first year, I taking a ton of credits. I was overloading. I was going insane. And at the end of my freshman year, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't think, I mean, our physics department is amazing and I love the professors there. They still recognize me and come to my concerts. Um, but I was like, this isn't the life for me. So then I switched over the summer. I enrolled in a bunch of computer science classes and declared myself as a computer scientist. (laughs) And then in the start of the fall semester of my sophomore year, I was like, oh no, I can't do this either. So then I switched to psychology and I fell in love with the program. I Then I wanted to be a, like a clinical psychologist. So I was taking a lot of like human development classes. I'm actually taking another one this semester, this upcoming semester. Um, but now I think I've finally decided that I want to be a second grade teacher and we're just going to go and run with that. (laughs) Um, so my, my major paths have been kind of crazy and, um, I'm taking a fifth year so that I didn't have to overload myself last year and the year before, um, which I'm really, really happy with. Um, and I'm really happy that my advisors were like, you know, you can do five years, right? And I was like a five year degree. I've never heard of that. But uh, it's been it's been kind of a fun journey. I actually have to overload next semester because of this new added education portion. Um, but it'll be okay. I can do it. <laughs> why um, why second grade in particular? I so way back in the day, I had a second grade teacher named Mrs. Lawson. And I will never forget her. She was the most amazing teacher. I won't say that I've ever had because I don't want to dig myself a grave. But um, she was such an amazing teacher. I am friends with her on Facebook now. And I think the second grade to me is a very formative year. Like it's right before you're in that weird middle period of like, am I, you know, mature and a grown up, which you're not at age eight. Um, Or am I like a baby, you know? 
And I think I, I've always used the analogy. I've taught um, second graders the violin before. I've always used the analogy of like that age, you're just a giant sponge. And all you want to do is soak up information and like learn everything. And usually the tiny little eight-year-olds are very, very excited. Some of them can be a little bit pillish, but uh, <laughs> they're usually pretty excited. So, And I love children. I, I hope to teach them forever. So if not the second grade, maybe I'll settle for the third grade. <laughs> I know you have a year to go, but as you kind of close in on the the last part of the arc of your Puget Sound, is there something that stands out to you when you think about it? It's like, boy, I'm so glad that that happened. Or this really sticks out as the thing that I'm going to take with me from college. Definitely. I, I mean, aside from switching my major... Um, and finally falling in love with some subjects that I absolutely adore. Um, I would say like, you know, taking risks within the music department specifically, like trying out for the concerto aria competition and getting runner up, but still being able to perform in front of all of these people. Or I guess the biggest one for me this past year was um, finally auditioning and becoming concertmaster of the orchestra where I basically have so much responsibility of like organizing sectionals and communicating across sections and strutting out on stage during our concerts and tuning up the orchestra, which was always very scary. I was very scared I was going to fall. But I think finally becoming concertmaster and developing a super close relationship with Dr. Woodstruck after my advanced conducting class and then being able to talk to people from across all instruments um, was very important to me. And I think it really solidified the fact that I perform music because I love the community and I love what it gives to the community. Um, so the music community itself is like very tight knit, very cool, very nice. Um, but then being able to perform beautiful music for the outside world and having that like the people of the audience just come up to you afterwards and it's kind of an ego boost but people coming up to you and being like that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard or like I've never been to an orchestra concert this one was so inclusive and amazing is why I play music like I love I love giving back to the community and like uh, just like realizing that after being coming a concertmaster as well with having that more like even more responsibility was really important to me and very formative in my Puget Sound years. <laughs> all of these conversations by asking everybody the same four questions okay the the first of those four is what is your favorite place on campus oh that's a tough one um there's so many I think I have a top three my favorite place to study is the entrance to um the library because it's just so quiet and people just get their stuff done there and I always see the tours walking in and I feel like one of those like very studious students. Um, my second favorite place I would say is um, Oppenheimer Cafe um, on a specifically on a rainy day because you hear like the pitter patter of the rain, but you're within this like kind of a snow globe and like doing your work and smelling the coffee and hanging out with people. And then my third would be on stage at in um, Schneebeck Concert Hall, performing specifically, um, but also just 
turning around to the orchestra as concertmaster and seeing everybody's like really excited faces about like when we were about to perform. It was, those are my top three. <laughs> what are you reading right now? Currently, I am in the start of reading um, Normal People. Um, it was just turned into a TV show on Hulu, but it was recommended to me um, by a ton of friends of mine. Um, it's kind of like a quirky love story, but not really. It's, it's, it's hard to describe, but so far I love it. Where's the best place to eat in Tacoma? This one has definitely fluctuated over my now four years at UPS. Um, currently, my favorite place is um, E9 or Engine House 9. Um, their chicken sandwich there is delicious, um, but they just closed because of COVID. So not officially like forever, but just for a while. But it's a delicious place to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and to bring us home, why is Puget Sound special? Wow, I have known this since the second I like stepped foot onto campus. I'm not even joking. Like the moment that I stepped foot onto campus, I just felt like this sense of at home. Like I felt safe. I felt supported, not even talking to anybody yet. I felt safe and supported and just welcomed by everybody. And then from my first tour to making friends, to doing classes, to being in the music department, to psychology. It's just like, it's just a big community of amazing people who are always there for you and uh, will always support you no matter what. Like saying hi to somebody within 10 minutes of you walking into class and always seeing that person or walking into class with somebody or running to some, into somebody at the sub. Like it's just a giant community and it's it's absolutely incredible. And I don't think I've seen it anywhere else. Puget Sound is amazing. <laughs> Insights, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the Puget Sound podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Elena. <laughs> Thanks for listening to P.S., the Puget Sound podcast. If you're interested in applying to or visiting Puget Sound, you can find out more at pugetsound.edu admission. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at UNIV, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. I'm Elena Becker, and we'll see you next time for P.S., the Puget Sound podcast.